Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is May 9th, 2022, and no dominate. Today's top headlines. Pro-abortion activists are targeting the homes and families of Supreme Court Justices Kavanaugh and Roberts. This is insane. It's also completely illegal. Second, a Wisconsin pro-life clinic was torched in a Molotov cocktail attack. We'll give you all the details. Third, Shanghai and Beijing are ratcheting up COVID lockdowns. And finally, kind of a personal story, I was trending nationally after I called for something called 90s-style Pizza Hut nationalism. What does that mean? All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. So what you're hearing there are the sounds of act. I guess we're calling them activists for now. What we should be calling them is alleged criminals that are out there protesting outside of the homes of Supreme Court justices. So they've targeted Roberts already. They've targeted Kavanaugh. And tonight we hear that they're planning to target Alito. Although we're also hearing that Alito and his family may actually have been moved to a secure location. It's been reported pretty widely so far here in D.C., but nobody's got the full details on that because obviously it is a security matter. Here's the problem with all this. Targeting justices in their homes before a decision has been made is obviously against the law. It's against law in all 50 states. This is something that's against federal law. You can't do this, right? You cannot intimidate a judge and interfere in the justice system by trying to get them to swing your way on something. And Clarence Thomas came out pretty recently and said, this is not going to get the response that you want. This leak, which I've said from the very start, was an operation, right? You're now seeing phase two of the operation target the justices directly in their homes, and then phase three will be mass protests and mass violence across the country. We already saw this a little bit with targeting of churches and then targeting of a pro-life center. We're going to get into that in a second. But here's what's very interesting, and TimCast.com has the article up. They've done the research on this. Activists at the homes of Supreme Court justices have broken a federal law that is very similar to what January 6th protesters were charged with. The pro-abortion activists who gathered outside of the homes appear to have violated a federal statute. Well, what is this federal statute? Pray tell. What could it be? What could it be? Under USC, U.S. Code 1507, pickets or parades in or near a building housing a court of the United States or in or near a building or residence occupied or used by a judge, juror, witness, or court officer are prohibited when done with the intent of interfering with, obstructing, or impeding the administration of justice. The statute reads in full that even if you use a sound truck or a similar device outside one of those buildings, that individual shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than one year or both. Okay, it's very clear. 
And then so on January 6th, and the article goes on to describe that many of the defendants for January 6th were charged with violating U.S. Code uh, 40 U.S. Code 5104, which bans parading, demonstrating, or picketing in any of the Capitol buildings to obstruct uh, obstruct the administration of official proceedings. So you see what's going on here. This is very similar, very, very similar to that situation. Because keep in mind, this is why the leaker did this. This is part of the operation. What you're seeing at here, what you're looking at here, is the whole-scale abrogation of the United States system of justice by far-left, anti-society, anti-republic, anti-democracy forces. These are destabilization forces. And groups like Antifa, that's all over these, that's exactly what they are constituted to do. They've been doing it since the 1930s in Weimar, Germany. You can go look at the anarcho-socialist movement in the United States all the way back to the 1800s. We just had the anniversary of the Haymarket riots. And understand that these forces are used by those in power to destabilize, to disrupt, and to essentially get their way. Because keep in mind, you go back to 2020, none of the people that ran those organizations, those networks, who organized and funded the riots of 2020, none of them were arrested. None of them were dealt with in any way. If somebody got extremely violent, you might, you might get a prosecution. But Gage Grosenkreutz pulled his 9mm and pointed it at the head of a minor, and he wasn't even charged. That's where the system is in the United States today. Understand what point of the movie you are in, and understand that it doesn't matter what laws you pass if no one enforces the law. DAs, prosecutors, federal prosecutors, you need to prosecute this. And Governor Glenn Youngkin, if any of this is taking uh, taking place in Virginia, we're going to be paying very close attention to your reaction, sir. New reports are out, and in every major city in the United States, crime is up. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. It's sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and your family. But thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. iTarget Pro is a revolutionary system that allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anywhere in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range. And with inflation causing the price of ammunition to skyrocket, it'll save you a ton. I use this thing, my dad uses it, my father-in-law uses it, my, my mom, my wife, when they came down, they saw us uh, using the eye target. They said, hey, can we get in on that? I said, what are you guys doing down here? I said, we're using the eye target. We're trying to see who's better. So we turn it into a little competition almost, right? It is great. It is so much fun. You download the iTarget's proprietary app, you load the laser bullet into your firearm and start your training experience. There's no bullets necessary. You're using your own firearm, but you put your magazine aside and you use the iTarget laser bullet. It develops your muscle memory, sharpens your ti- target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all major calibers, including 223, so you stay sharp with almost any firearm. You go to iTarget.com right now and save 10% plus free shipping with promo code POSO. It makes the great gift. Remember, guys, Father's Day is coming up and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter I, TargetPro.com. iTargetPro.com, promo code POSO. So we got some absolutely horrific images that came out this weekend from Madison, Wisconsin. And I feel so bad for the people of Wisconsin. What is going on from Kenosha to Waukesha? 
to the homicides in Milwaukee. Now Madison, Wisconsin, a left-wing militant, we think, right, based on the evidence, has torched a pro-life organization with Molotov cocktails. This is from the Post Millennial. Two staff returned to the office on sad- Sunday morning to find graffiti on the wall saying, if abortions aren't safe, then you aren't either. And they wrote it in this weird, uh, you know, Tumblr, Tumblrina kind of um, cursive. It also wrote with the anarchist symbol of an A surrounded by a circle and then 1312, uh, which is an anti police code. Had people been in there or people been in this building, they could have been killed. The Wisconsin Family Action Center, a pro-life nonprofit, was firebombed this weekend in America's heartland. And nobody even seems to be talking about it. That's where we're at here in the United States today. That's where we're at with the pro-life movement. That's where we're at where even if you're someone who's not so entirely political. This is the normalization of political violence against enemies and opponents. You saw it with the targeting of Supreme Court justices at their homes. Now we're seeing a firebombing that was conducted randomly on a family, uh, again, the Wisconsin Family Action Office. But I want to play for you this video. And what it is, is a pro-life organizer was speaking to local media about the attack this weekend. Here's what she had to say. We're, we're saddened by it. Um, we believe that the, the people responsible for this should be held responsible under the law. Um, but the pro-life community will not be intimidated by this, will we'll not relent in the face of fear mongers. We're committed to um, defending every human life. So the article continues, and of course, as the story is developing, we don't have all the information on this. What we do have is that the Madison Police Department chief Sean Barnes said that the department alerted federal partners because obviously this is a politically motivated attack and they're investigating the arson with the Madison Fire Department appears to be a specific nonprofit that supports anti-abortion measures was targeted, Barnes said in a statement. Due to the suspicious nature, arson investigators responded. They're actively working the case. Flames were seen coming from the facility shortly after 6 a.m. And we know what this is about. We know this is exactly about targeting pro-lifers because of their stance on abortion. And if you remember, they found this thing on a group called Ruth Sent Us, their website. So the website was called Ruth Sent Us. And it's this anti, really anti-pro-lifer. I don't even know how else to put it. It's one thing to say they're pro-abortion, but they're not, you know, they're not standing up saying, hey, we support abortion. Uh, You should go get an abortion. Those are great. That's not what they're doing. They're trying to target offices, to target these judges, to target anyone that supports pro-life and that supports what's going on. And by the way, keep in mind, this isn't even being decided at any uh, legislative ledger. This is a judicial decision. The justices are just reading the Constitution to see if abortion's in there or not. Because Roe v. Wade said, yeah, we look at the Constitution and we think it's in there. Everybody else looks at the Constitution and says... It's not. The word The word simply cannot be found. There's no medical procedure that's referred to in the Constitution at all, as a matter of fact. Post office is referred to, believe it or not. But medical procedures, no, not there. State law. It's very clearly defined and relegated under the system of federalism in the Tenth Amendment to something that should be under state law. But understand what these organizations are doing. 
And similar to how the SPLC created a hit list of organizations called like the Family Research Council and a shooter, a mass shooter, attempted to kill everyone inside the Family Research Council and he bought Chick-fil-A sandwiches and wanted to smear them on the dead bodies because he had been a radical and went to the SPLC's website to find where these organizations were and then targeted them based on the SPLC's hit list. It's essentially a kill list. That's what Ruth Sennis is doing now. By listing these addresses, they are creating a system of stochastic terrorism. And folks, I'm sorry, but it's going to get worse. Have you seen this new Star Trek episode? Apparently they're blaming January 6th on World War III in the future or something. Then you saw all the craziness coming out of Disney. You know, it feels like that across the country, Americans are discovering that if we want to change this nation, you have to change the way these big businesses work. These woke corporations are seeking to divide us. The big banks are freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views, and our supply chain is dependent upon countries that actively work against our values. It is time for change, and that change starts with us and our wallets. That's why Human Events is so proud to partner with Public Square. These are great guys over there. They are freedom-loving. They are Christ followers. These businesses that they list, it's, it's very simple what they do. They connect freedom-loving Americans with their local community and the businesses that share their values. Now, whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms or a coffee shop that took a stand against the COVID mandates or a bank that would never cancel you regardless of your political views, Public Square is your guide. It's so simple to get. Go to the Apple App Store or Google Play and download Public Square, Public SQ. Create your free account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free, so find your local community today. And remember, later this week on May 11th, that's going to be Wednesday, they're doing a a drive on this for pro-life pregnancy centers, and I couldn't be more happy to support them. Download the app today, Public Square. That's Public SQ, Public Square. In the city of Shanghai, an open air prison of 29 million residents. They're six weeks into this thing. And there's still no billboards anywhere. Stand with the people of Shanghai. There's no, you know, when you go to check out at the store, hey, would you like to donate 25 cents to the people starving in Shanghai? Doesn't exist. Not a thing. And I don't have anything against the things that are there. Keep in mind. But I want you to understand that there is a massive public advocacy, promotion, advertising, marketing campaign for certain causes throughout the world when other ones and other issues, which are horrific, absolutely horrific, are completely ignored. And so here on Human Events Daily, and because, you know, every once in a while I got to put on my China analyst hat, right? We're going to talk about it. And we're going to talk about Shanghai. We're going to talk about Beijing because Beijing's getting lockdowns now, too. They're getting the tightest restrictions they've had since the beginning of the pandemic of COVID-19. So remember a couple of weeks ago, the people were panic buying in Beijing because they knew something was coming. They knew something was up. And it looks like, guess what? They were right. They understand the CCP. 
They understand the authoritarian leaders and the authoritarian bent of their masters. In Zhongnan Hai, the Politburo. What they're pursuing is a COVID zero strategy. So six weeks now in, in Shanghai, new push to end infections outside the quarantine zones, increasing the, the, the lockdowns, no official announcements, but four districts out of Shanghai's 16 districts are receiving notices at the weekend saying that you will not be able to leave your homes or receive delivery. So people are panic buying there again. People are freaking out. It's coming to Beijing now too. So understand, and people have said to me, they say POSO. They ask me all the time, they say, what's going on with the Shanghai stuff? What's going on with this China stuff? Is this, is this a scam? Is this a PSYOP? Are they trying to trick the West? What's happening? No. You've got to look at it from the perspective of the CCP. Their main interest is maintaining power, regime survival. That's what the CCP has been obsessed with since the fall of the Soviet Union. They, they paid so much attention to how the Communist Party fell in Moscow. They paid so much attention to the events of Chernobyl. You think the CCP's ever going to admit that they unleashed a biological Chernobyl on the entire world in 2020 or maybe even 2019 out of Wuhan? They're never going to admit that because they want to maintain control. Regime control over everyone in their country is their goal. And that's what they're trying to bring here. That's what Davos is about. That's the World Economic Forum. That's the party of Davos. They're trying to institute that same control over the entire West, that same ability of creation of a regime and the authoritarianism over everyone else. They want to control where you eat. They want to control where you live. They want to control how you sleep. I'm not going to make a MyPillow reference, but I could. They want total, and they, obviously they want to control what you think and what you can say. They want to control how you speak. That's what's going on in China right now. This is about control. And they know that if the disease gets out, or if there is a widespread disease, then the people will see that as the CCP dynasty, which is a false dynasty, having lost the mandate of heaven. Because famine, pestilence, disease, invasion, these are signs of a decrepit regime in decline. They're going to do anything they can to make sure that doesn't happen. They did the same thing with SARS. They did the same thing with avian flu. They're doing it now with COVID-19. They would rather make the people starve in their own capital or their own most populous, most affluent city of Shanghai. Why? It's very simple, folks. It's very simple. It's about total control. And if you think that the people in Washington and the people in Davos aren't paying attention and taking notes, then you have not been paying attention. Do you really think this is the right thing for us to be doing, Ivana? What will people think? Let them talk. Donna. Ivana, Ivana, Ivana. It's wrong, isn't it? But it feels so right. Then it's a deal? Yes, we eat our pizza the wrong way. Crust first. Introducing stuffed crust pizza from Pizza Hut. With a ring of cheese baked into a totally new, thinner crust, you'll want to eat it the wrong way. Crust first. May I have the last slice? Actually, you're only entitled to half. Large, just $9.99. So I took my kids to, or I tried to take my kids to Pizza Hut over the weekend, and somehow it became national news, right? No, seriously, it did. So I took them, it was Saturday night, 
And we had been out, uh, we went to see a kid's movie, we came back, it was getting late, but not super late, and I said, you know what, I get some wings, I said, you know what, there's a Pizza Hut that's on the way, we're driving back, I said, let's stop there, because I'm thinking, you know what, I had such great memories of Pizza Hut when I was a kid, growing up, 80s, 90s, with my brother, my mom, my dad, you know, you'd, you'd win the baseball game, and you'd go to Pizza Hut, right, and your dad would hand you pack of quarters, maybe eight quarters, and he said, well, son, you know there's, there's about 20 minutes until the pizza's ready, and they've got, you know, Mortal Kombat 2 or Shinobi 3 or something sitting in the corner. Why don't you go, why don't you go play a little bit while we're getting ready? And then they had the buffet, and they had all of these great things. We go to this Pizza Hut, and it was a wasteland when I brought my kids. It was an absolute wasteland. There's boxes everywhere, like unmade pizza boxes. There's, um, you know, delivery drivers just, like, hanging out. And these aren't internal. These are the, the gig workers. So they're just hanging out, waiting for pizzas to get ready and orders to be ready. Uh, it was dirty. It was messy. Um, I guess somebody later told me that a lot of the Pizza Huts during the pandemic actually closed down and turned into delivery-only sections. And so that's what's going on now. So it's delivery-only. So you probably, you know, weren't even supposed to go there. Wasn't supposed to go to the Pizza Hut, right? That's what happened. And it shows a greater decline of things in the United States, a loss of those shared cultural community spaces that we used to have, whether it be Main Street, whether it be your local mall, or whether it be a family restaurant where you could go and just have a nice time. There's a certain aesthetic that's gone now. And Vocal Distance, his Twitter account that, uh, that I follow, actually pinged off of what I wrote and then made a great thread about it. He wrote, what's happening now is that kids who enjoyed that life and unironically like those things, middle-class houses and decor, restaurants like Applebee's and Pizza Hut, accessible mass media like old Nickelodeon shows or pre-woke Disney, not cool art house films, have grown up and are saying, the cultural products that I grew up with, yeah, they may have been mass-produced, kitschy, simple, not cool or sophisticated, but they were fun, wholesome, and part of a life that was stable and hopeful. And we reject the counterculture cynicism that says that mass-produced culture that marked the middle class is empty and useless. No, that culture allowed for shared experience and cultural touchstones from a time where prosperity was possible and the world was stable. That culture may have been mass-produced, but it gave us an affordable cultural space to inhabit as we made families, enjoyed prosperity, and came of age. It was home, and it was a good way to grow up. And so what I do with my kids now I try to find places like that. We drive an hour out of our way on the weekends, go to a drive-in theater. It was opened in 1956 outside DC. It's called Benji's. And every day, every night, before the movie starts, they say, step out of your car, stand up, and put your hand over your heart for the Star Spangled Banner. And my kids, they'll have that memory for the rest of their lives. So that's all the time we have today for Human Events Daily. Remember, I promise our oath, our solemn vow to you, be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us. Share this out with one, just one of your normie friends, and leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. What do we talk about today? Number one, pro-abortion activists targeting the homes of Justices Kavanaugh and Roberts. Two, Wisconsin pro-life clinic torched in Molotov cocktail attack. Three, Shanghai and Beijing ratcheting up their COVID lockdowns. And four, this national trend, this national story, after I called for 90s-style Pizza Hut nationalism. That's right. We called it Pizza Hut nationalism. How do we get back 
to those shared cultural spaces that we had in the 1990s. And if there's anything that the new right stands for, it should be 90s revanchism, return to the 90s, a time when America was unequivocally great, unequivocally great. And by the way, even left-wing, liberal, centrist, etc., other types were looking at my tweets and saying, you know what, I don't like this Posobiec guy, but he's onto something. He's got something right here. But before we end today, it's time for today's very special history break. Today is May 9th. Now, on May 9th, 1945, and May 8th, 1945, interesting, VE Day, Victory in Europe, World War II. But it's celebrated May 9th in Eastern Europe. And why is this? Why is it that Western Europe celebrates it on May 8th in the U.S., and in Eastern Europe and Russia, they celebrate on May 9th? I'll tell you why. Because the German surrender in the final days of the Battle of Berlin, the final surrender of Nazi Germany, happened around 11 p.m. Berlin time. But it was already past midnight on Moscow time because they're one time zone ahead. So they record it on Moscow time. So for them, they do May 9th. For us, we do May 8th. It's the same day and it's the same idea. Defeat of the Third Reich, defeat of the enemies of freedom, victory in Europe. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.